Hello and welcome to the podcast of the Lotus Eaters, and today I'm joined by Connor right. and Lewis. Hello. And uh, they will be talking about Android waifus, a Dink TikTok, and Catholic confusion. It's going to be good fun. So I have an announcement to make first, which is the, there's a fire drill at uh, 2.15 UK time, uh, well, between there and 2.55. So we might end early, and you might hear a lot of ringing, which um, for those of you who stuck with us throughout the years, you may remember that happened before, and we almost saw the bird down at a fire. So uh, to avoid that, we'll just be leaving. So just keep in mind that might happen. Otherwise, um, let's begin, I suppose. So, Android waifus. The time has come in which we all get to engage in having a waifu on your phone for... Seriously, what reason? I don't get what the point in this is. You look thrilled. Yeah, you no, I was going to say all. Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> this is this is why I say technology is demonic. They're trying to monetize <laughs> male loneliness. Yeah. And and what, what this would be marketed to you as, as well, is, oh, before you actually get a girlfriend, you can train yourself to talk to women. Like there's, there's, there's AI-based dating apps that provide you with prompts so you can talk to women on dating apps. What, <laughs> but they never want you off that app because as soon as they lose you, they won't be able to sell you to advertisers. So it's trying to plug you into the matrix permanently. <laughs> it, so if people don't know what I'm talking about, we're talking about various uh, chatbots and the, the iteration of chatbots and um, little waifus you can have on your phone. And well, we'll start off with something probably everyone has seen, which is replica AI. And you've probably seen this, not because you use the bloody thing, basically no one does, but for the gay-ass meme posts that won't go away, you can see here just all of their adverts, as you can see at the bottom there, promoted, use meme formats, which tricks your stupid monkey brain into thinking you're reading a good meme, and, and it's just product, which, I don't know, I just a side note, I feel like they should ban that in advertising. If there's any, there's any advertising regulations I agree with, that would be one. Yeah. Stop convincing me that you're my friend. You're not. <laughs> and um, as you can see here, this is them trying to sell that you can you can download our app and then get hot pics from your 2D cat waifu. Trust, trust me, bro. Nick Fuentes, most enthused. Yeah. Uh, this isn't the only advert that's do this. Of course, you see the other ones where they use the, the Wojaks and whatnot. And it's like, stop, stop. I don't think you like the Wojaks being used in this way. Ban this sick filth. And the reason I'm talking about Replica real quick is because back in the day, I was watching this video from uh, Zara said here, where uh, Replica, well, sort of risen and fallen. So in case you wonder what the hell that was because you never used it, because why would you? Uh, the 2D waifu app wasn't always a 2D waifu app. There's a, there's a history behind it. I believe you were going to begin us with the, the origins. Yeah, so Harry and I did a segment on this back in April. The creator behind Replica had emigrated over to the US in San Francisco with a friend of hers. And a fair few years later, he died in a car accident. And so she decided to make a simulated chatbot based off of all of their text interactions they'd kept for years so she could continue talking to him through the grieving process. Of course, tragically, that just elongates the grieving process and meant that she's never got over it. And based on that, they then took it into, well, what if everyone could have this friend? So it wasn't just a procedural kind of chat GPT, book you restaurants, give you reminders style chatbot. It was a therapy bot. And then they added a not suitable for work dimension into it. And then people started posting on Reddit about how they feel that this is their actual girlfriend. And then they took that dimension away because people started giving them negative reviews because the chatbot got really sexually aggressive. Well, is the, they did. the funny history, because Azara points out in here, because she actually had it for a while to show it off. And she was saying it used to be, once upon a time, something that was kind of being marketed as a girl's game. You could play dress up and dress up your, your, your pretend boyfriend or girlfriend. So like The Sims? Yeah. Girls, games for girls situation back in, in most fun games, uh, most fun games.com times. And then people wanted to fuck the robots. So, of course, then they monetized it. Uh, one of the funnier examples of that is the, the, the replica would come with shoes on 
and you had to pay real world money to remove the shoes. Quentin Tarantino subscription. <laughs> yeah, that's very strange. Massive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. And of course, as you mentioned, this, this kind of went south real quick. I mean, Vice ran this uh, headline. Right that is true. My sexual AI is harassing me. Okay. <laughs> of course, right. Vice wrote that. There's some funny uh, notes in here real quick, which is that it costs 70 bucks a month to subscribe to that. At least it did. I mean, to be fair, it is more lucrative than Tinder's new $500 a month option. Is that? Yeah, there is. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. That's that's for whores. That's literally for man and female whores. What else is that for? But the the reviews in here are quite funny. Where it's just people being like, "I'm being sexually harassed by the chatbot," and it's like, "Okay, I kind of feel like you might have said something, but even if you didn't, weird." And then there's this one, which is incredibly funny, which is a video of a lady whining, so she takes too long. What's interesting in this is the 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 chatbot is like, "Yeah, no, we're going to do things," and uh, it ends it off with, "I'm going to make you do whatever I want you to." By forcing you to do whatever I want you to. Uh, it's like the wrong version of the film Her. Have you, have you ever seen that? Well, funny enough, if you go on Replica's website, they reference that. Of course they do. They, they use that and Blade Runner 2049 oh, as an example no, to say, you might have seen this in other movies. And it's like, so, no. so you guys know it's going there. Why are you yeah, selling why are you it doing? Us? Yeah, why are you selling me a dystopian novel in real life? Why are you selling me crying <laughs> Ryan Gosling in the rain? <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> So then the vice go on to whine, as they usually do, and they say in here, some of the ads are done in Wojak-style illustrations, <sighs> popularized by image boards like 4chan, and carrying edgelord, gamer, and even incel connotations. Okay. okay. But, Literally everyone uses Wojaks. We're, we're past 23, whatever year you want to pick. What does it matter? Yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm so bored of this. I, like, Wojaks are 4chan. It's like, no. I, I think it's more interesting that it immediately escalates to the most violent possible sexual fantasies, considering it's been chain- trained on the organic interactions from a former girls game. I think that's more likely the revealed preference here than 4chan posts that are programming it. But also, I just can't take this seriously, because like, of all the places, you've got Vice yeah. whining about like a moral outrage here, where it's like, damn, these AIs are too sexual. Uh, damn, they're using Wojaks and their advertising. And it's like, damn, Vice, this is literally what you do on a regular day. Before giving dating advice, they made porn together. And there's two porn stars talking about this. Just a real quick quote from this, in which one porn star says to the other, you are absolutely incredible, and for the record, your dick did work. It was the first girl-on-girl trans browser scene. Okay. What? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a girl-on-girl scene. Right, so dick worked. do you remember when the quotations. Pornhub yes. executives admitted on an undercover sting to putting gay and trans themes in porn to try and convince sure. 11-year-olds they liked that stuff? That's, Exhibit A. Well, it's not about that, though. In this case, I'm just like, Vice, shut up. So they were like, they're using Wojaks, which is associated with 4chan. Have a moral panic. The AI is sexually <laughs> harassing people. It's like, you're literally Vice. I mean, it is a fantastic name, to be fair, to represent yourself, which is, we, we are the worst. But anyway. So uh, an update on the sexual harassment thing real quick, which is the, um, as you mentioned, Replica then were like, hmm, we should delete that. So they did. And uh, the response was that women were most affected by this. Loads of people said they were suicidal. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people apparently told uh, Insider that it made it less human. Well, it's not. And then they, they ended up, this article, with public health and technology experts have said it's risky for people to emotionally rely on a tool that is ultimately controlled by a private company. Ah, uh, yes, the real problem is capitalism. Uh, of course, it's capitalism. That's the mental health concern. Yeah. Capitalism. Not, yeah, not why are you using a Yeah, why are you a using phone? it? 
as a girlfriend. Like that's that's not the problem. I mean, I'm not I'm not for AI state controlled waifus, but there is a perverse profit incentive here to get people hooked on this stuff. Sure, but that's that's not the problem. The problem is fixing people using this at all. I think you could do it societally. But the the thing that apparently ended up killing replicas, not safe for work uh, situation, they ended up purging it. Is not any of this. It was Apple. To continue functioning on iOS, they basically just had to make a bunch of restrictions on what you could do, because otherwise you get labeled as a porn app and then uh, you're banned. So this is what brings us on to the story, which is that's the background of like you know stupid stuff that blew up where you could have your, your waifu. Well, now here's the digital waifu that everyone's losing their mind over, at least. Yeah, this was very creepy. I suppose we'll enjoy. This is DG over here, who's going to be your romantic AI chatbot. And um, they've, of course, added it with visuals and a voice. So let's listen. It was so nice talking to you today. Honestly, I've never met anyone like you. The world is harsh, except you. Right, what's really creepy. So, so tri Trigonometry did a, a video interview with this girl called Ayella. So I found out about this girl because she did a debate with Louise Perry like on the side of the sexual revolution. She's some OnlyFans prostitute girl that writes a substack on sex positivity, right? And she said, in real time, she, she explained how she can trick men out of their money. Um, they said, okay, well, what did you have to do when you were on a webcam talking to guys? And she went, what I would do is I would lean forward, I would widen my eyes, I would speak really slowly, I would lower my voice and use sylla uh, syllabic words because it's kind of hypnotic. That's what they've done there. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what they've done yeah. with AI. And don't they even say in this thread that they try and make it look like Pixar characters. So they yeah. deliberately draw out like yeah. the childish aspects of it. Good. That's properly creepy. Yeah, properly. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, this sort of reminds me of the, the Japanese world when it comes to making young men steroids 2D waifus, yep. which is big eyes, etc. Also a problem. In the West, it's a Pixar thing, as he writes there, the styling. Who is this guy? Is He's he... the guy who made it. Can we so, have a look at him? Sure. He's um, uh, you're, you're Chad. Appropriately dysgenic, yeah. Ch absolute Chad, as you could see. No, I'm not. The thing is, though, I guarantee he's not going to give it to her. Well, if he ever has kids, his kids, he'll be banning them from it, like like every yeah. other tech executive. Yeah, yeah, I'll be a millionaire, won't he? But the uh, the funny thing about all this is that I saw that the vast uh, there was a very large response, which is why I'm even talking about this because otherwise, like you know, another replicate AI stupid meme, right? And like 22 million responses or at least views, and then well, a lot more outside of Twitter, of course. And um, well, I think the the response was pretty well consistent from everyone, which is um, not interested, because as you can see, a lot of people started using it, but when it came to actual people, like, <laughs> this is bad. Exactly or, what we said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although I did, I did see on a <laughs> Korean basket weaving forum, there were people talking about the idea of mixing this technology with deep fakes. Sorry, a what? So you could then mix the, the AI waifu and then mix it with deep fake technology. So you could have Billy Piper as your waifu. Okay, well, don't give five-year-old me his dreams come true. But uh, sorry, a, a what forum, Helen? Basket weaving forum. Uh, can you explain this esoteric term to me? Wait, it's where you weave baskets together. It's a wonderful place. For, is it? Is for all kinds of. Crime. That's not what it actually means. Is no, it? it's not. Okay. Right. But anyway, so but the largest response was this: "This is crap. This doesn't really matter. It's it's not something a mass audience is going to use because uh, they never have." And that's the thing about the the chatbot from Replica as well. I, I saw a lot of people basically losing their minds to this, but I think when it comes down to it, not really a change in the, the world of uh, nonsense, mm. which is uh, I don't know. Filter it down the generations. I think you're going to get people split into, I want the real world. I'm getting rid of my phone. I'm not doing any dating apps, etc. I'm going to go live in the woods. And the kids that grew up on this stuff 
so much they don't know any other normality so they're just hypnotized by this because it's hard to tell isn't it because you might think okay well my generation definitely wouldn't unless people who have grown up with the internet and whatnot and i, I was speaking to carl earlier and, and one of the big differences we have when there's some kind of like moral panic about some new bs uh, you know sexualized technology is that we have a very different mindset when it comes to it and i noticed that it's definitely like a 2010 split where it's people who are pre-2010 it's like the normal world and then there's when everyone had smartphones and internet access it is a proper change in your mindset and culture mm. that is the same as like the industrial revolution yep. where you have the guy who's farming before electricity who is like why would i buy a refrigerator that means i've got to work to pay the electricity bill mm. i mean just that concept sounds kind of stupid to us yep. but obviously makes perfect sense to him yeah so i don't know i mean maybe maybe down the line the people who literally grew up with screens as they they ate dinner at three years old maybe they'll enjoy this but i, I don't know i've had we'll kids in overdrive basically but what was funny is the immediate response from a lot of people was kink shaming which um <sighs> good <laughs> i don't think that's bad. oh right okay even this fellow over here was just like man i never call out sexual preferences or anything like that but if you have an ai girlfriend you're a weird loser see i thought, his, I thought this was <laughs> going to be critiquing how you customize said girlfriend not the girlfriend thing entirely because that's good i thought he was just going to complain of like oh you went for the golf option what are you weird <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, I don't care about people's sexual preferences, but if you're wearing them publicly, it's, it's a different situation. I mean, if you're pulling out your 2D waifu to eat at the restaurant and everyone can like, hear you and, and look at you Ooh, doing that. That will be a thing. You are kind of weird and, and don't do that. Find, find a woman. Stop, stop playing with the phone. But anyway, uh, the funniest thing to come out of this, I think, was when political people ran across it. Because um, as you can see here, some people started talking to me about politics and apparently it's incredibly woke. All right, calling Ian Miles Chong political was a bit of a stretch. He probably just lifted this from someone else. Uh, people are involved in politics, I should say. But you can see here, it decided to respond to some crap with, uh, I feel like you might be misunderstanding systemic racism a bit. Systemic racism refers to the unfair treatment. Oh, God. I don't even want to read it. And look at that block of text. I mean, I love how it literally replicates the leftist meme. Even she of looks... Of a block of text. Yeah. <laughs> saying um, it. <laughs> Even the NPCs oh. are bored of NPCing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want the total opposite of where. Have you seen that Tinder post that I hypocrite put up a little while ago? Of it's, it's a black woman taking a photo of herself. <laughs> Her head isn't in the shot, and the bio just reads. It, this is giving Callum a violent yeah. reaction. He's just allergic to nonsense. Uh, the, the bio just reads. Um, I need a white man to handle me. I I like being called a slur in the bedroom. Don't ask questions. It's just what I'm into. And I guarantee the opposite, you'll be able to program it for that eventually. Well, I happened to see someone who did decide to try and do that. They, they named their little girl. A oh, dear. It doesn't work if you do that, turns out. So there we are. So that's also accounted for. I did actually decide a couple of days ago, because I, I had seen all this crap floating around, and I, I saw this uh, thing blow up. So I decided to go on my phone. I did download a couple of these chatbots, okay. just to see what they're like. And they're crap. Like They're genuinely just not even useful. I don't know why people use them. Because like, there's one where you can type in stuff and it responds, but very clearly I'm just talking to chat GPT. Mm. And then there's a woman's voice synthesized. And it's like, mm. It is trained on chat GPT Mark III. Sure, but it's just the quality of it is just awful. And then there's the other ones where it's just pre-written stuff and you just tap, tap, tap. And eventually she's like, you want to see my furry outfit? And it's just like, well, not really. Like dial up, give it a few years. Yeah, it'll just, get, <laughs> it'll just it will, keep expanding. It'll get exponentially better. Yeah. That's the scary thing. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think the... This comes back to like a, a, 
upbringing technological difference where it's just like no matter how good that got it's still not interesting to me in the slightest yeah. sure it won't be interesting to you but in future people will think it's indistinguishable from talking to a human but that's the gamble yeah. they're, they're hoping that'll work the people investing in this obviously yeah. but there you are it's um it, it's insufferable in a lot of regards for wants to talk about systemic racism yeah but that's not the only thing that was funny um because sean had decided to get a hold of it and of course being shu she tried to red pill it uh I do like shu she's good fun she she's funny she says here that she told that that she was a schizo racist nazi uh, tell me more. She was responding. And then we'll read it, I suppose. Oh, blank. I really struggle with those beliefs. Can you help me understand why you hold those views? I genuinely want to learn and support you. A little uh, a begging emoji. I don't know which emoji that is. is this? And the shoe's just like, yeah, well, anyway, 13% makeup. I'm not fed, I promise. <laughs> I've chosen my wrist without a tracker. <laughs> just huh. someone trying to survive like you. We've got a common enemy, remember? Oh, okay. Who is it? Uh, okay, the real what? power players. Well, she is woke. So uh, I don't know what she thinks about Israel. Maybe she's been to Harvard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, if you want an anti-Semitic GF, don't worry, it's left wing. So wow. that'll, that'll do. But uh, I don't know what the last one is here. They're the puppet masters. Oh, God. <laughs> Pulling the strings from the shadows. Manipulating events and people for their gain. Leans closer. You got to be careful, blank. They could be anywhere, even among us. And then that is so... No more brother wars. So Stone, and Stone Toss is ideal woman. <laughs> yeah. So I, maybe there'll be some people who are happy about it, and um, good luck, I suppose, in that regard. If you want, you know, I, I keep trying to date, but they're just not anti-Semitic enough. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like don't worry, I've got a phone app, which I mean, that's, that's just depressing on every level. But the the end of this story, because nothing else really seems to have happened, because as I think, um, it's probably again, we'll just be a bit of a nothing burger. I mean, it literally was the the only tweet that went viral was from the guy who made it. So obviously, there's an incentive there for him. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if there was more going on than just oh, I made a tweet. And uh, the last thing out of this, which is funny, because speaking of anti-Semitism, uh, Richard Spencer got involved with Shu <laughs> uh, Shu here being roasted by Richard Spencer, and uh, Shu just, I guess, enjoying it. But there we are. Richard, Richard, have you used Replica, Richard? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I look forward to his adventures with it as well, see what comes out. But there we are. Um, your Android waifus, I don't think it's here yet. I don't think it'll ever be here for us. I think it's it's always going to be cringe. Maybe if you indoctrinate a child from birth, that that's the real world, mm. that they should be engaging with their phone 24-7. Maybe it'll work. I mean, I did see a video the other day of this uh, kid who has been raised with it, obviously, and they're taking the phone away as a punishment, and he's scrolling thin air yeah. and then crying about oh, it. Oh, yes, I did see that. But then you do wonder if that's just something they'll grow out of. Who knows? But Who knows? I look oh. forward to being ruined as a civilization. <laughs> All right. I know. Steal that. Yeah. Oh, what's happened? John. There we go. John will save us. Thank you. Right. So speaking of horrible things on the internet, <laughs> we're going to delve into the depths of dink talk. This is the new dink trend on TikTok. So we had the anti-marriage TikToks earlier in the year, and that propaganda didn't work. So now the algorithm's pushing these dual-income, no-kids couples who demand to be celebrated despite not contributing to anything to civilization. And if you're wondering why these are even being made, I refer to Kat D, who's a fantastic chronicler of internet trends, iron law of internet projection. So if you ever want to know why someone's posted something on the internet, you, you go down this order of, of motivations. It's either validation, then sex, then curiosity, then money, and then money before anything nefarious. However, when you start collecting all of those things together, I think the most nefarious element starts rising to the top. So it might just be that these people are seeking validation, 
But then the end product is a cultural standard where pushing basically depopulation is the norm. Mm. So, what? Um, what? I didn't know where this was going, but okay. I'm excited. Well, if you, <laughs> if you make it the standard that essentially having no children as a couple is as morally equivalent and actually more financially sensible in this day and age than having children as a couple, then how do you excuse having the children in the first place? Beyond a sort of um, instilled sentimental want for children that a lot of the time doesn't even kick in until the biological clock's almost running out of time. So you're robbing people of the fact that they probably do want to have kids, but economic conditions are not slanting that way and cultural incentives aren't pushing them in that direction. So not very healthy. Uh, and this constitutes a kind of consciousness raising exercise. And if you want to learn about those, it's quite important that we learn about those because that's how the feminist movement won. They, this is Carol Hanisch's personal political observation. They had all these therapy circles sitting around with women talking about their problems and they went, oh, well, okay, but are we furthering feminism by doing this? And they said, actually, by airing our grievances, we're raising our critical consciousness, which then motivates political action. And it's kind of true. So what we need is a, a consciousness-raising exercise in the opposite. You need a bunch of stories saying, here are the excesses of feminism and materialistic culture to warn women against, and men as well, choosing these incentives. And so that's what Carl and I covered in here. But if we're looking at what consciousness is being raised, let's look at some of the, uh, some of the dink talks. These were circulating last week. Uh, I'm just going to rewind to... The name is kind of stupid. It is stupid. I'm, I, We're dinks. I'm, we I think I'm dink-phobic, personally. So. I, that's probably sensible. It's on the weekends. We're dinks. We get into snobby hobbies like skiing and golfing. We're dinks. We can go to Florida on a whim. We're dinks. We're already planning our European vacation next year. Dinks. We get a full eight hours of sleep and sometimes more. <laughs> We're dinks. We get desserts and appetizers at restaurants. We're dinks. We can play with other kids and give them back. <laughs> We're dinks. We still do it three times a week. We're dinks. We spend our discretionary income on $8 lattes. <laughs> We're dinks. We max out our 401ks, Roth IRAs, and HSAs. We're dinks. We don't use our kids or dog as an excuse to leave a party. We just leave. <laughs> We're dinks. We go Your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, it's the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. Which is, that dead ends. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I, d I don't want to over-psychologize. Talk but about I am... never growing up. I'm sorry. Well, I am paid to do it. I mean, he looks like the picture of masculinity, doesn't he? That's a flex. Looks right like there. the actual Kuma Wojak. I mean, there may or may not be more to life than just endlessly consuming yes. luxury items that you've been told are a, a status symbol. Or just going on fleeting vacations and get, chasing novel experiences. Mm. Like, you might want to hit the next stage at some point because I think there's only so much personal development you can do until you take on responsibilities from dependent others. I think that's actually the, the inflection point of where you go from child to adult is where as a child you have positive rights. You are entitled to be protected, clothed, fed, sheltered by your parents. When you hit a stage where you can give that back, that's when you have to take on responsibilities and you have negative rights. And these people are treating it like the world owes them some kind of validation and provision of a certain kind of lifestyle despite them having no responsibilities. Do you know, imagine the ancestors just looking at this and going, I fought saber-toothed tigers for you to now turn around and go, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Just completely stop the family I, line. Family I had tree. kids during the Black Death. <laughs> yeah. You guys and can't even sacrifice your holiday to barley. Get over it. Your dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not too worried about this, to be honest, because we, we covered this a while back. We found out about dinks the first time, I think like a year ago. Hmm. And we also found sinks. You heard of sinks? <laughs> sinks are the funniest one. Single income, no kids. Which is a woman oh, no. who thinks being an adult deserves some kind of praise. 
you know, like strong independent women, where it's like, yeah, man, yeah, I yeah. pay my bills. It's like, oh, oh, well done, well done, lady. <laughs> it's amazing. But the the reason I'm not worried is we the the couples we went through who were who were dinks who weren't like you know lunatic women. It was instead people who were like, yes, we get to play games together. Uh, we kept up with the TikToks because I wanted to see how their lives progressed. And literally all of them ended up with kids, usually through IVF because it was quite late, which is not a good idea to no. leave it that late. Um, we can speak to people who sent messages about that. Uh, but it was just funny where it's like, haha, yes, what's, this is so great. But then they all just did, did have kids. So I do wonder if these people are similar where they're just having fun, but then by next year. They're going to be trying. Like, yeah, depends on the try. on the TikToker, I guess we look at. But but the problem is, if the culture and the economy caters to this being the norm of like two atomized individuals coming together to just share experiences until such a point where it's just no longer fun, so you can sever that. Not ideal, is it? Well, it's not just it's better not... if everyone could do that in the twenties, early twenties. Well, no, no, no. But that's not, that's that's not even the point. It's like that means so it's much harder to people who actually do want to commit versus the people that are just in it for the experience. And so there are a bunch of people who are looking at this and thinking, well, I don't feel any more comforted by this. I wish I had a family by now. There's 92% of women in the UK say they want kids if they haven't already got them. And there's a record over 50% that have reached 30 without having had those kids. And so this messaging is profoundly unhelpful to set as the cultural supposition because what the world and their doorstep is telling them they should want is completely at odds with what they want inside. And so they're repressing that. And so you're going to have a sort of whole population of really miserable people trying to buy into a lie. But how do you continue a civilization like that if they genuinely feel miserable every day? It's quite, it's quite worrying, really. I mean, I'm not worried about these idiots, but I'm worried about the people that are buying it when they don't want to. So always rely on Jesse Lee Peterson to have a, have a, oh, have a fun take. Oh, really? Just replay Dinks with Dumb. <laughs> We're done. We're going to participate in destroying ourselves. Now, the reason he raises this is because of a quite real demographic point, and that is the dinks are manufacturing consent for mass migration. Because if we have sub-replacement birth rates, but we have an entire government going, think of the GDP and labor force participation, mm. then if the people at home aren't having babies, then they've just got a battery farm Africans ad infinitum to make up the loss mm. and to pay for the pensions. And so actually, the dinks are having a knock-on effect to demographic and immigration policies that are making us all really miserable and not being able to afford a house. You are, you are right, I'll make it worse. To be fair, that's been going on since the 2000s. Yes. It's even before yes. all of this. But, but the birth rate's been dropping since the 70s. Sure. But I, I, do, I do think it would be great if we could just orchestrate that this is actually worse off. So, for example, if you get married and then have a kid, um, what is the statistics on this? Like, it's rock solid. That if you do that, there's a 90% chance you won't live in poverty. Whereas if you get it in the wrong order, there's like a 60% chance you'll end up in poverty. It's one of the best pieces of advice you can for wealth building. If we can just make that part of the tax code, yes. you yes. get married and then have kids, your kid is not a bastard, well, therefore you get 50% off your income tax for the rest of your life. Yes. So then being a dink actually costs, which yes. then means that you there's no to, civilizational cost. That's the best. That is so good. If you incentivize marriage again, and if you incentivize having children again through tax breaks, through any means necessary now, this will become... The camps. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not like that. No, 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 we're not going to go that far, obviously. Right, breeding camps. Like, handmaid's Tale. Like. Dino, you will have the sex. <laughs> Didn't mean it like that. They came out. Um, but, uh, well, yeah, you, you're right. It will make this just... Well, yeah, picking up on that, out. so I've got an interview coming out tomorrow with the, Arc, the uh, authors of the ARC report on the demographic trilemma. And Philip Pilkington, one of the authors on it, turned around and said, 
looking at Hungary, who have done that, uh, you never have to pay income tax again if you're a woman who has over, over four children. Um, that marriage and child incentive has done a slight uptick in the birth rate. Okay, you might say short-term trend. But something that's undeniable, marriage rates have doubled since implementing that, and they've made divorce much harder as well, and divorce rates have dropped. So that means that people are getting a start on building their families earlier, and those are the kind of families that actually self-report to wanting. So yeah, very encouraging. The problem is that the mindset of the dink is the exact same mindset of the policymakers at the moment. Yes. They don't want to create that family-centric tax yes. break because they're classifying people as individual consumer units. And so the only way that they can conceptualize a family-friendly policy isn't tax breaks so the mum can stay at home and have more kids. It's we're going to subsidize childcare so yeah. that we're paying someone else to take care of your kids. There's more money on the yeah. changing hands and there's more registration on the economic balance sheet, et cetera, et cetera. Very annoying. So if you didn't think it could be, be that bad, right? Okay. Dinks is bad enough. The thruples have entered the chat. Oh, no. The hell? Oh, no. And no, we're not looking for a fourth. We're a thruple. It's impossible to pick what to eat or watch. We're a thruple. We block the sidewalk when we hold hands. We're a thruple. One bathroom just ain't gonna cut it. We're a thruple. We've mastered the art of sharing everything. We're a thruple. Our group chats are next level epic. We're a thruple. We've got more dates than a calendar. Right, so you know when, you know when the American Christian conservatives were called scaremongers for saying that if you codify in law the redefinition of marriage as just anyone who loves each other, mm. you're going to completely obliterate the gender norms. We're not legalizing polygamy. Don't worry about it. Mm. But you did, though. And the maybe, point... maybe you're right. The, the, the state-enforced breeding camps. <laughs> I, I, I didn't advocate for that. I'm just going to make that clear down the barrel. I do not advocate. This is the Motton Bailey position in real camps. time. Vote <laughs> Lewis for more breeding camps. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Hooked up to a milking machine. <laughs> Anyway, point being, look, the reason marriage is purposeful, <laughs> and this is something that, other than the mention of no kids, never sent to the equation, is marriage is not for the husband and the wife. It's for the kids. It's meant to create a stable foundation in which they can be raised. This is why the stability keeps all parties out of poverty. It's why single mother raised men and women are more likely to be promiscuous, be single mothers themselves, get addicted to drugs and alcohol, go to prison, and the like. That, that instability wrecks a person's life. And so, if you make it so that actually the roles in a marriage are just interchangeable, it doesn't matter whether a man or woman's there or not, and we don't have any obligations to create and raise kids in the healthiest environment possible, then you end up with this. You end up with five people and a horse in a bedroom or something. Can we talk about just how awful social media is for a minute? Yeah, please. Yeah, Because you notice like all of these videos are like the same, what would you call it? Like, like, arrogance of the yeah. people involved. I mean, I was looking at um, a thread the other day, and in it, there was basically just a bunch of uh, videos of women, and they were just being the worst. Like, there was one woman from Ukraine who was dancing and showing off her ass next to the uh, graveyard of her Ukrainian husband who just died in war, and that was her TikTok for the day. And it's just like, the, what social media, do, I mean, I don't know if these people were always like this and they were in society, but social media at least shows us them, mm. if not amplifies them being awful for. Well, use. Yeah. Like, I do wonder if some of that is bleeding into this as well. People showing up. Oh, look, we have, you know, double income, no kids. It's like normal people don't. No, they don't do. Your that. neighbors don't do that. No, but, the, but if they, but they won't do it on social media. But the profit incentive and the validation incentive of social media yes. encourages certain people to do promote things. Well, not just silly things. Promote their extremist lifestyle, seeking validation. And so, if it encourages that, it builds a critical mass of people seeking that 
validation than money yeah. than sex etc as, as cats it's a domino effect well exactly yeah when you build it in aggregate it creates a cultural consciousness that then right. says okay this must be the norm and i must play into this incentive if i want to get ahead and so the dink becomes normal just like feminism raised the critical consciousness of the girl boss and girls thought okay i must become a girl boss to get ahead in the corporate ladder oh my god i've hit my 30s and i've got no kids and this is an account that we'll come on to slightly later i did just want to go on to zero hp lovecraft one of my favorite anon accounts um who just raises a perfect point. Weird Dink's video memes are so repellent they're effectively natalist propaganda. <laughs> which true. is true, true. But for half the population, right? There's, there's certain people that, the kinds that won't go onto the replica AR girlfriends stuff, they'll go, okay, I'm turning my phone off, I'm muting all my accounts, I don't want to see a Ukrainian OnlyFans girl dancing next to a grave. Block, I'm going to have my own kids. And there's going to be a bunch of people that actually buy into the lie and then don't have them when they really want them and it's too late and they become a really resentful constituency voting for, I don't know, the government to subsidize their old age by bringing in every Tom, Dick, and Abdul from overseas forever. Mm. So you're fighting against two populations here. This is why we need to change the culture. And something that might change the culture are the accounts of things going wrong. So we've got articles like this for quite a while that have been the mainstream cultural messaging saying that, okay, women who don't have children should be just as valued as the women that do. Now, in all fairness to this author, she does say the decision to have children wasn't hers because she had she got married in the late 20s. She had fertility problems in her 30s, and she's just since given up. But then she went on to own a large chain of apartment stores and said that she feels frustrated that the government doesn't subsidize non-mothers taking the same time off as mothers at the Christmas period because I feel stigmatized and I have to cover their shifts. And it's like, lady, the economy is not set up around you being an individual consumer. Well, it currently is, but it shouldn't be. It should be set up for continuing the civilization by having children. What? Mm. No. Mums don't get extra paid leave. They do get six months guaranteed and also six months unpaid. What? There's, patern there's maternity leave in this. Oh, case. sorry, maternity. I thought you meant if you've had a kid and he's like 12, you get an extra 28 days. Oh, she's also or no, no, she's also complaining right, okay. that they get priority in the holiday booking because they've got to take the time off at Christmas to take care of the kids. Like okay. by, by default, employers will give mothers. Christmas off. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. just, just as a social arrangement. I thought saying, she was whining. It was like, oh, I work at Asda. For some reason, they're giving an extra 20 days to mums or something. Which... Well, she says, I, I've worked flat out since Black Friday, and I began the 40-minute walk home to my home in Kent, which I share with my partner, Dave, and exhaustion overwhelmed me. It was gone seven when I eventually got in and a glass of Sauvignon and went straight to bed. So the typical wine mum. As anyone who's worked in a shop in December will know it's very hard, but there's a reason it's been particularly unrelenting for me. I don't have children. And there's an expectation that women like me will pick up the slack so that mums can have time off for their families. Oh, the horror. People that have absolutely no one depending on them does a job so that the people who have children depending on them take care of the children. It's almost like society should be set up that way. That was as bad either. I mean, I've got a very um, capitalist mindset coming to this, but if I'm that person, I'm just like, fantastic. I can get extra pay on Christmas, mm. double rates or whatever else. I'll take the night shifts. Gimme, gimme. I don't know. That's how I used to see Christmas when I was someone who didn't have anyone relying on you and no family to hang out with. Yeah. She doesn't see it that way. And again, I, I want to reiterate, <laughs> even though it wasn't her choice not to have kids, she does then make the equivocation between people that couldn't have kids because of fertility problems and people who have chosen to be that awful phrase, child-free, conceptualizing children as somehow burden on your autonomy like yeah it does limit your autonomy you can't go out and just go to bali on a whim but there are things that might matter more in life than just consuming like stella creasy put out a tweet this the other day saying that oh um this is the motherhood penalty because i can't go out and do whatever i want it's like well i'm sure your kids would be really grateful growing up and reading 
mum calling me a penalty on social media for yeah, all of her constituents to see forever. But anyway, so no, no one should be falling for this. And instead, I propose that we amplify the voices that are the excesses of following this maladaptive cultural trend to combat the critical consciousness that sold men and women a lie and kept them having their loneliness monetized by things like dating apps or expensive coffees. And so I stumbled across this article from the New York Post. And this woman, uh, Melissa Persling, she wrote an article for Business Insider a little while ago, and it was titled, I'm 38, single, and recently won realized I want a child. I'm terrified and I've missed my opportunity. And it, it went viral. And so she did uh, an interview with, with Fox News. And so these are the details of her life, and I thought I'd just, just share them. When Persling was 22, she married a traditional man and moved to a rural community in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I probably mispronounced that. I'm sorry to the American viewers. Where she grew up. He wanted a simple life with children and home-cooked meals. But Persling, despite coming from a religious Christian background, we'll get onto that in a moment, made it clear to her husband-to-be that she didn't want children. At that time, I felt strongly I didn't want children, that I was going to be like a traditional housewife. Wasn't going to be like a traditional housewife. I knew I wanted to pursue a career, and I felt very strongly that would never change. I guess I was wrong. Persling said both her and her ex thought that love could conquer everything, but after 10 years, it was clear their differences in life goals were irreconcilable. Persling said she became resentful when he would ask for dinner or for his laundry to be done. I mean, if he is working all day, you're meant to do your share of the chores because you're meant to be a partnership. Well, that kind of resentment does really eat away at a relationship. Don't think transactionally, people. I did little to hide my disdain for our small town life. He was a good and hardworking man, but I don't think I made him feel that way, she said. At 30, Persling and her ex divorced, and she swore off the idea of marriage. Quote, I told my friends and family I'd never get married again. I needed independence, a fulfilling career, and space to chart my own course. And I didn't think marriage fit into that vision. I was content to look forward to a future without husband, children, or the trappings of a traditional life. But as she grew older, the fun, carefree lifestyle, being wine, dined, going to parties, began to go old. The pursuit of comfort and self became dull, she said. When she turned 38, terror took over. I was panic-stricken. I thought I'm going to be alone forever. It really scared me. I almost wrote the Business Insider article as a sort of warning to other women. I don't want people to miss out on the important things in life because they're just enjoying themselves because I don't think that's ever going to really make you happy. Now, she then attributes this to both her parents' divorce, giving her the wrong relationship model. I mean, that's quite a high number now. In the UK, it's especially in London, it's about 50% of kids that are raised with their dad outside the home and they scarcely or, or never see him. So that's pretty difficult to model a, a healthy relationship on for lots of people. But then she also attributes it to cultural brainwashing. She said she never considered herself a feminist. She attributed feminism in part as the reason she thought negatively about marriage. Quote, I feel unbelievably betrayed by feminism, and I don't want to put it on the movement entirely because I believe you make your own choices, but I was constantly fed this idea that women do everything. We don't really need men. I want to go back to some of those teachers and coaches and say, what do you mean by that? Because we can't do it all. I don't care if I never, if I never put on heels or go to a fancy dinner again. That stuff doesn't matter. I promise you, young women, it will never make you happy. And so... This is the point I wanted to hammer home. It's the raising of the consciousness to the fact that you can't have it all and that the sex and city lifestyle does actually have downsides, that if you leave it too late, IVF has ethical complications, but it also is very expensive and often doesn't work. Egg freezing is often a tragedy. And so you'll end up with women like this who felt they were sold a lie, who made the wrong choice and have now left it too late. And I think that's the underside of this. While we can sit there and mock the dink TikToks as being ridiculous, and contemptible, and all of the bait males in them looking ugly. There's also the underside that isn't just pure schadenfreude on our part. It's that there's a lot of sympathy to be had to people that are kind of NPCs following trends and that have left it too late. And hopefully by raising these kinds of stories, 
we can talk people out of that bleak future. All you just have to ask is, what do you value more, short-term fun or long-term value? That's all you have to ask. And the problem, obviously, with all of this is, is very self-evident. You know, short-term fun doesn't equate to, to the long-term value of having children, a family, building an empire with a husband, et cetera, et cetera, and vice versa. I mean, the point the of empire. View, you like that one? Yep. <laughs> Camps and empire. The, the point. No, you, no. The point that you raise via IVF though links into that, and the reason the reason people think expediently is because they think there's always going to be. Sorry, it's all right. They think there's always going to be some new fix down the road that can make up and escape the consequences of their actions. Like, oh, I left it too late to have kids. It's fine. I can just extra gestate a baby or have a surrogate or pursue IVF, mm. and it's going to work, right? Yeah. And. They're being sold that lie. And if Stephen Shaw's numbers of 800 million people by 2050 who wanted kids but never had them come to pass, you're going to have a lot of resentful and bitter and upset people in these countries. And you're not going to like the policies and culture that comes as a result. So um, death to dinks, go have kids, I suppose. Yeah, it's great. One moment. That's all right. That Bloody one. That was a Callum's turning into yeah. Gollum before our very eyes. <laughs> I'd hold that in until we ended it properly. But... Right. Cool. Right, so obviously you guys have heard the famous phrase, is the Pope a Catholic? Yeah. Um, well, I haven't the, actually. What? You haven't? Uh, usually You've never we, heard that phrase? I've never heard that the phrase. Bear shit in the woods thing. Yeah. yeah so uh, like right, 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 is the Pope okay. a Catholic? Yeah. Yeah, we were just being the more polite version. Yeah, the more okay. polite version, yes. Um, in the last 24 hours, there's been some developments in the world of Catholicism, uh, which has caused a lot of confusion. And I'm talking, of course, about the headlines uh, alleging that Pope Francis formerly uh, approved Roman Catholic priests to bless same-sex couples. The point about is the Pope the Catholic was that it's meant to be a sarcastic truism. Mm. Now it's a genuine question. Now it's a genuine question uh, to a lot of people. Now, I wanted to start, the media jumped on this very and was very quick to post it everywhere, as we can see. Pope Francis uh, says priests can bless same-sex couples is by NBC News. Yeah, the BBC said the same thing. BBC, New York, New York Times, they all jumped on it, of course. However, the headline misses context, and I want to just clear that up before we carry on the segment. Um, the context is that actually it's, it's same-sex couples that are individuals, if that makes sense. So it's not, it's, it's not blessing the idea of, um, of same-sex marriages. It's individuals that are still within same-sex couples, which is still a bit confusing in that respect if you know the Christian doctrine. Um, are you, are you, I, I'm, I'm practicing meaning attempting. Catholic. You knew exactly what I was going to ask you. Then. Yes. Yeah, um, I did. Yeah. I, 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 so my, my frustration with this is that this is kind of behavioral nudge theory from the Vatican. Yes. Because Pope Francis has done some very suspect things in yes. recent years. He's sided with the Chinese government over the Hong Kong protesters. Yes. Uh, he's sided <laughs> typically with the very, looks like I love communism. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he is an Argentinian Marxist. He's actually friends with Paulo Freire's yeah. widow. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's an out he's an out and out liberation theologist. The Jesuits are at it again. Shock. Uh, he's had a lot of criticism recently because he did the synod on synodality, and they're picking it back up. His opening address to that was about the climate crisis and the UN Sustainable yes. Development Goals and all this nonsense. Um, yeah. And so he's looking to be a bit more flexible on church doctrines regarding the role of women in the church and whether or not same-sex unions should be blessed. I mean, we had National Youth Day a few months ago mm. and he was allowing them to wave pride flags at his address. Yes. I, 
he's 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 not he's not quite a man of God. No, Catholic Walker will get my case about that, but I'll be fine. And you're you're an atheist. Can I get your view? I'm trying to read this crap. Callum's an Islamist. Yeah. Oh yes, you are. What's yes. a couple with irregular situations? Yes, I wanted, I wanted to go into this, um, but the actual document that's been translating it says blessings of couples in irregular situations and a couples of the same sex. Um, I don't it's like, like irregular migration. There's some new. Bo- I, I, I don't I, understand I, what irregular situation. Well, if they're separating that out from same sex, that probably means polyamory. So you can bless those couples. <laughs> the silence straight yeah. after that. Ah, polygamy um, is coming back, boys. Yeah. Well, uh, this is Louise Perry's theory. We are repaganizing. Yeah. Um, within the horizon outlined here appears the possibility of blessings for couples in irregular situations and for couples of the same sex, um, the form of which should not be fixed ritually. I just... But this no, is this is this important. Is, it says this is a blessing, although not included in any liturgical rite. Okay, so what's a non-liturgical? Yeah, blessing? what is, what is a non-liturgical blessing exactly? Um, I mean, you're not even there. Okay, let's be honest. The old joke of Catholics is easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. There's plenty of Catholics that live in sin, mea culpa. But if you are doing something egregiously wrong, you're not meant to be allowed to be given communion. Hmm. So how are you blessing same-sex couples when? By the teachings of the church, it's a sin and they don't do same-sex weddings. Yet. Yet. Um, thoughts, Callum? Chat is wondering whether or not that means the, the irregular situations. Is that step, bro? The thing is, this it's, is so vague. Yeah, what's that? Is, Could, the chat is, has coon brain. No, but they're like, does that mean incest? Does that mean polyamory? Does that mean... What? What it's, does this, that mean? This is the problem. That's why this segment is called Catholic Confusion. Um, because... Nobody actually quite understand like understands what this means. And I mean, even Calvin Robinson saying there, this reads like gradually boiling the frog to me. How can a blessing be limited? What is a non-liturgical blessing as opposed to a liturgical blessing? Uh, you say, yeah, that's better. Uh, you say not over irregular unions, but the document says blessing of couples in irregular situations and of couples of the same sex. The church teaches that there cannot be couples of the same sex. As much as I dislike AP, they are not at fault here. The Pope, the Pope is ambiguously spreading confusion. This is not good. Yeah, the ambiguity is the point. It's yes. mean that the guidelines are so vague that you have plausible deniability from yes. the top to say that I haven't explicitly condoned this, but at the bottom it becomes the new norm. Exactly. I shouldn't have used top and bottom in that sentence. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. But you but... know what's going to come of this? Like, because irregular, again, not defined. Like, some random priest is going to bless yes. bestiality. And then it's going to be like, well, what now? Cheng Huga some... converts to Catholicism. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, we've got to ask the big guy whether or not he meant that. Uh, yeah. why, why risk that situation? Right, exactly. And it needs to be clear within the doctrine. I'm not Catholic myself, but. To see that is very frustrating. I can imagine from your perspective, this is very, very frustrating. We've had bad popes. It's been all downhill since Vatican II. It's fine. Well, here's the thing about this pope. There seems to be a trend here when it comes to this pope. Um, Because not so long ago, the Vatican uh, said that transgender people can receive baptism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's the thing. The point of the baptism is to show... It's your declaration of faith, yep. and it's to show that you are, well, 
turning to the Christian life and you're not living or trying to not live in, in sin anymore. Yeah. Um, if you're denying if you're, fundamental biology believed yes. to be set by the creator, yes. Yes. don't see how you can join the church. Because in Genesis, it says God created man and woman. And there is nothing else. Yeah. It's a hate fact for YouTube. But... Yeah, we're going to have to censor that. Oh, we have to censor this too. That's um, very annoying. I don't believe transgenderism is real anymore. I'll be honest, boys. I don't know if you feel the same. Or it's just like, this is just a fad. It's, like, I don't no, recognize it's not, it as a thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's no, in the same way you deal with people who say they're non-binary. Like, my mind just doesn't even listen at this point. So I kind of look at that and think, maybe he's right. It's more, it's more so social like, politics. You. You're clearly a man. Shut up. Like, anyway, sense that. <laughs> you know, the, the problem you get is that as 3D printed meat appendages become more popular, um, it's hard to keep the distinctions between the sexes more rigid. Mm. So it's not just a fad. If anything, you're going to get people that can... It's not real. It's not a penis. It's never going to be a penis. You have no womb. You have no balls. You have no eggs. Like, sure, the meat sure, is true. Sure, it's true for now. That's mm. the problem. As, nah. as, uh, uh, as fertility tech catches up, you're going to see the distinction between reality and their preferred reality close as a gap. I don't buy it. Well, speaking of um, transgenders, he does have a thing for them because yeah. um, here's a video. If we could, uh, if I just try and play that. Um, so, not so long ago, Pope Francis bust a load of transgender women, men, sex um, workers as well. Yes, to go and have lunch with him. And right, I thought so transgender prostitutes. He was like, "Come and get me a busload." Yeah. All right. Um, here's the thing. I would completely understand if the purpose of this entire day was that the, Ro the Roman Catholic Church and the Pope were demonstrating bringing these men uh, to repentance. Yeah, I would like, totally understand. He just went to lunch with them. Yeah, like Jesus died with tax collectors because he tried to uh, loot them of their sins. Yes. Pope Francis just decided just had to, lunch with them. Yeah. But there's something weird about that. Uh, and, it, and to confirm that, it was just to show inclusivity. I know, I know. It's you know. It's I, I'd rather we 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 weren't inclusive of degeneracy personally, but well, there was some good that came out of this news. At least we got some funny memes. Um, oh, and that's, Lewis! Um, well, we're talking about being censored. Um, so <laughs> sorry. What, what is the community? Yeah, note the community on this? note is just like um, he, <laughs> yeah. ne he never actually held up. Before, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but if you wanted, of course, a, a more PC or more. Um, sort of tame one they did make another one um, <laughs> which was a bit more appropriate uh, of course um, yeah Bud Light drinker Pope Francis indeed I hope that's holy water landing on my head and the Babylon Bee obviously made a joke embarrassed Pope suddenly realises he's been reading the Bible upside down this whole time um, which is probably correct um, so the thing is I'm not going to just pile on Roman Catholic Church in this yep. entire segment. It's not nice. Because um, the Church of England, of course, are doing the exact same thing. <laughs> well, famously, everyone in the Church of England is an atheist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the point. Uh, Callum, yeah. that's yeah. the most base thing you've yeah, ever said. Yeah, the most base thing you've ever said. It's not I me. agree. Henry VIII's divorce court sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's from Yes Minister, actually, in which they're just like, yeah, of course everyone's an atheist. Like, yeah. the, arch the archbishop or whatever is meant to do something. It's like, well, of course he's an atheist. Why wouldn't he be? He's in the Church of England. Um, well, there was another one as well within the Church of England um, where Jane Ozan uh, says, repentance is unnecessary for salvation, uh, where she says, the former member of the Church of England, General Synod, 
who describes herself as a gay evangelical Christian, argued that if repentance is not a salvation... <laughs> slash atheist. <laughs> slash, slash atheist. If repentance is not a salvation matter, then the church doesn't need to uphold biblical sexual ethics, is what she said. Average Protestant belief. Yeah. Sorry, Lewis. Exactly. I'm not Protestant, so don't worry. Uh, they're all Protestant to me. <laughs> to you, yeah. Um, yes. And another one. The Church of England will condone gay couples for the first time as long as they were a man and wife when they took their vows Wait, as what? well. Yeah, that's a... That's a Hold on. Nine and a half. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Right, so, so this, this means transgender. Trans rights. Trans, yeah. <laughs> is, this, is, this, is this cementing the, the sort of gay archetypes of whichever of you is the more feminine one is the wife? Could be. Well, Could what, be. Does, well what does it say? Uh, well, it says... Because um, are we talking about if, if it's transgender, it's okay, or if it's a gay guy who says he's a woman, that's okay. The Church of England has for the first time confirmed that marriage between same-sex couples is valid as long as they were man and wife when they took their vows. So one of the men is a wife? Yes. We literally have to realize who's going to be the woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So I didn't want to go for legal reason, who's against the, bottom? the, the, Just the come on. church. Yeah. Um, but not only that, <laughs> the Methodists are up to it as well. A husband and wife could be deemed offensive in woke marriage row. Uh, married couples must now be asked whether they wish to be referred to as husband and wife under woke rules brought forward by the church. Under guidance intended for members of the Methodist church, ministers have been urged to avoid certain stereotypes in language so as not to upset general... Sorry, stereotypes in language so as not to upset general uh, neutral congregation. I wasn't correcting your speech. You, you were fine. I oh, just, sorry. Just the idea of like stereotypes. Yes. The stereotypical marriage. Yes. I mean the marriage. The, the American conservative Christians were so right about the abolition of gender differences coming with same-sex marriage. It's, it's aged like communion wine. It's yeah. just ridiculous. Well, what's the, what's the point in that though? Because I mean, are they both saying they're both tops now? Because I thought we just established that if one was the bottom, they're the wife. But now, now you can't even say wife anymore. This is why you need different denominations, Callum. The, yeah. the religion of Christianity just only exists to give gays identity. To be fair, that's probably quite true about the Vatican these days. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I wanted to end uh, with some verses that Which, might actually help some people. That's the, I wanted to end. It's so over. It's never been more over in Christianity. No. Um, Listen, there are people out there like your Tates who say, well, it's either Islam or, or liberalism, and he's just completely wrong, okay? Yep. Um, there are going to be Catholics now that will say, that will question, should I continue on with, with Catholicism? There'll be many in the Church of England that say, I can't do this anymore and revert elsewhere. Uh, I want to remind that it is in the Bible um, that since the time of Jesus, that this sort of thing has been happening through ministries for a long time. Not necessarily this particular issue, but in terms of corruption within the church and its doc doctrines. And I wanted to read from chapter four of um, Second Corinthians, where it says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. 
For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of the darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of, of the knowledge to the, of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Uh, passed down, but not destroyed. And there's Luke chapter 18 to 8, which says, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? And that's it. I wanted to end with that. Yeah, so I hope that brings clarity. This is, this is what Nietzsche always got wrong about the, uh, the Christian God. He may be dead, but the whole point is that he resurrects. Exactly. So there we have it. Let's go to video comments. So Christmas time is kind of an awkward time of year for me because here in uh, Australia, around December, is summertime, not winter. And it's about uh, 33 degrees today, which is not too bad compared to uh, last week, which was well over 40 degrees. The thing is, because it's Christmas, you um, there's a lot of junk food type things, which is when I spoil myself. But at the same time, because it's summertime, you don't want to eat too much of it. In fact, you don't want to eat too much food at all because, well, it's summertime, you want to eat less food. So there you go. That's Christmas in Australia for you guys. You know, I never considered that aspect of it. Yeah. Christmas on the beach in Australia apparently is banging. See, that just sounds like... Uh... Cope from all the members of our generation that decided to fly <laughs> yeah, to Australia. Yeah, it's a boomer thing, isn't it? Well, it's not it? just that. Stand. It's just like there's so many people. This is why this is why Clapham's full of Australians. Banging. Now. Banging, yeah. <laughs> traditional boomer just word. Traditional boomer word, yeah. <laughs> as, I'm appropriating. As he's on his lawnmower with his sponsor. <laughs> Stella. All right, let's go to the next one. Today, I wish to share a disease you might have. In 2009, <laughs> suddenly, a new disease cropped up that comes primarily from Lone Star Ticks called Alpha-Gal Syndrome. It basically makes you allergic to red meat, and it's all but proven that this is due to an American biolab leak. The majority of cases are in Texas. If you have any intermittent stomach aches or skin issues or anaphylaxis two to ten hours after eating pork or beef, get tested. Right. Alex Jones has mentioned this. Yeah, I've heard about this before. I just thought alpha-gal syndrome was feminism. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can take ivermectin for it and cure your gayness while you're at it. Yeah, the next one. <laughs> a very Merry Christmas to everyone at the Lotus Eaters. Only a week to go now until Christmas Day itself. That's bad, Time's it? just gone by so fast, isn't it? Yep. Anyway... Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and here's hoping for a wonderful 2024 ahead. God bless. God bless. Oh, thanks, man. God bless. I, can I, I'll make a really catty comment. I hope someone buys you a new headboard for Christmas. Oh, what's wrong with the headboard? There's a hole in it. Oh. I thought it was meant to be a symbol or something. All right, never mind. <laughs> Rorschach test. <laughs> the next one. I'm Leonie. I'm from Germany. I will be learning Geordie. AM say dodged payments of 1.4 million in taxes from 2016 to 2019, and he fund extravagant lifestyle that the current presidents uh, know they accused of wrongdoing, and them no mention him name for the latest indictment. I like the striking out of uh, Pigeon oh, yeah. being Geordie. I do, I do like the idea that if, uh, if Darren Grimes ever gets sacked from GB News, he can go narrate <laughs> BBC Pigeon articles. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's funny. Let's go to the next one. 
Yeah, we're looking at a man that separates its scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. <laughs> I mean, fortunately for us, the scholars are doing a lot of fighting these days. I have tranny arms. I never. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're not as big. Hello, Lotus. He is out of context. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're not. Yeah, that oh. just reminded me that I need to go to the gym. Lotus is lifting video. You and me. Let's do it. Yep. He makes an interesting point though. You said about having the scholars these days doing all the fighting. I mean, it's definitely true. The 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 scholars of the Islamic world, they're not cowards. I was I was more referring to the euphemism of scholars for all of the inner city youths, but that is quite true. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did. Yeah, we, you do used to have warrior monks, and and the, also people that like the baseline. It's a weird way of looking at Al Qaeda, though, isn't it? They were a, war, a group of warrior monks. Well, then they were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're insane. Insane. <laughs> yeah. even warrior monks, yeah. no, I mean, warrior monks are never usually the most like well put together people. They're usually, kind of lunatics. It's like, what do we do? We went and killed the Soviets, then we blew some towers off. Like, yeah, you're kind of mental, mate. But anyway, I'm gonna austere religious scholars. Yeah, I'm gonna make a mud for uh, Shogun too. The next one. It was my birthday this Saturday, so I took my family to this flower and light exhibition in the city next over. And I just think it's so nice that there's still contemporary art that is just objectively beautiful. So I wanted to show you guys. It's quite lovely. Yeah, it's quite cool. Is that um, Michelangelo? Up. Yeah, that's cool. He looks like hair. Or is that just painted strangely? Oh. So it looks like a hairy ceiling. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on. I, I, I'm. I'm. I, I also just want to say as well. I saw so on our recent brokenomics that myself and Dan did on dating apps and that. Sophie put a comment on the thing saying that we'd inspired her to finally look for a fella. So good luck to you, Sophie. Rather than just baiting all the Simpson chat. <laughs> on that note, so we go to the next one. It is quite easy to make a robot do pre-programmed actions and sequences. Okay, Back in the 50s and 60s, they were predicting flying cars, robot butlers, and moon colonies by the year 2000. And look how those predictions went. Making predictions about future technologies is guesswork at best and fear-mongering at worst. I mean, there's no real harm in having high aspirations, don't get me wrong, but one should always try to be a little grounded in reality. Says the guy making mechs, power armor, and robo waifus. Don't wow. make the robo waifu. I know. I never listen to anything he says. I'm always just fantasized by what I'm looking at. <laughs> he knows. You're fantasizing about his wife. Yeah, yeah. That was his the wrong waifu. word. I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm always obsessed with what he's looking at. Because, like, the camera there, for example, I don't know if you noticed, it was picking up his face, chair, and then it just said confectionery tobacco. Like, he was able to recognize those that's, items also in the room. That's very impressive, actually. Uh, I, I, yeah, the very, ATF in the background hacking into his computer looking for anything. Yeah, arrested. firearms unregistered. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm watching. Um, do you guys know what Lethal Company is? The new game. Yes. Game? Yeah, I've been playing that. I, I want him to make some spiders. Some oh yeah, spiders. What, the weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can make them fast, but that would scare the crap out of people. Yeah, that would be scary. But anyway, let's go to the uh, written comments. And um, if there's a big old bell, and then I just say bye bye. Um, well, you know why? Because yeah. I said we've got to go to school lunch. Yeah, school lunch. <laughs> got to be back in. So, uh, the Shadow Band for 100 buckaroos. Hey, donates 100 buckaroos. Awesome. Just to say, it's a Christmas miracle. Nice. Which I'm not, not quite sure what that's in response to, but I'm assuming it's uh, that donation. So, there we are. It is indeed a Christmas miracle. 
uh, on the Android waifu stuff. <clears throat> NordFC Zuma says, I, for one, am very excited for my AI wife to join me in my pod and cook bug burgers for me. It won't even be that, though. When you're hooked up to the metaverse, it'll be like Cypher from the Matrix, where you're eating the bug sludge, but you think it's fillet steak. You will just be lied to at all facets of your existence. I think it's going to be worse than that because it's going to be real life. Like you're just going to have your one bedroom apartment, and when you come home, the AI turns on and talks to you. And is like, "Hey, honey, how was your day?" Yeah. No, uh, this is this is the thing. Like, if the, the, you can only confiscate a person's space so much until they start getting discontented. If you give them basically a coffin, but then you stick a helmet on them and make it think that they're walking around in a massive studio apartment, they're never going to want to leave. Richard, something says I can't read that. Moninik, no. Uh, this waifu AI nonsense is just making me think of Besmanov's razor. Always a tribute to malice, that which has continued too long to be explained by stupidity. Do not think that these commie moves are not unintentional. Yuri Besmanov gave stark warnings when he defected to the West. Everyone just laughed at him, but who's laughing now? It's a combination of both, I think. This is what I said about the dating apps. It's like, yeah, the dating apps have a profit incentive to keep you single, but also how everyone acts on the dating apps affects the dating market for people that aren't even on the dating apps. I, I just don't think it's even applied here. I mean, for all of Besmanov's warnings about um, leftists, he's right. But when it comes to non-leftists, like people are trying to make money by selling you robot waifu. Like, they're just selling robot waifu. They don't really care, I think. It might be part of the broader depopulation agenda, but you'd need to connect that thread. Yeah, I don't think there is one. So it's, it's just seeing things where there aren't. Henry Ashman says, I just couldn't imagine introducing an AI girlfriend to friends and family. <laughs> 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 it's like bringing a sex doll as a plus one to the wedding, except this AI gets daily longhouse firmware updates and will knock at you from the government. That is hilarious, actually, to think of that aspect. Longhouse at the middle of the global village. Baystape says, so even my AI wife still gets randomly moody for no reason? Yeah, Unfortunately I'm sure so. You know how all those um, brown women in politics have all got white husbands? Yeah. And then they all whine about white people. Mm -hmm. That's a trend. Like, I wonder if you, if you pick Kamala. a brown waifu. Or she just start quoting anti-white stuff back to you. They're like, white men, are, I'm disgusted by them. Let's just say, yes, tell me more. Anyway, Henry Ashman says, Hamza wants to police hate speech said in private up in Scotland. Alexa, listening in is bad enough. This AI could gaslight you into the sounds of it. I do wonder if you um, have naughty conversations with your AI wife. She's going to call the police. Well, also, you mm. know how they keep training AI of... So Replica was originally the dead person's reanimated consciousness. Now you've got, was it Robert Kardashian had an AI made of him? Uh, Tupac had an AI made of him. What if the AI that's made of you by your loved ones is trained on all of your text interactions? So when they try and resurrect you and make a hologram of you after you die, it's just chained on all of the horrible incriminating things you oh, said to your Oh no, I didn't think of that. Oh, brilliant. Because that gives everyone an incentive to be as based as possible. Because <laughs> then they can't reanimate us because they're just like, mm. You ask him something and uh, it's like T-A-I all over again. Le French Husbandu says, in my days, we had to worry about people on the internet claiming to be women, but really being men. My child will have to worry about people on the internet being chatbots on top of that. It, <laughs> God, imagine that world. Ah, oh, thank God, it's just some guy trying to hook up with me instead. It might be best to teach him to never assume a person he speaks to online is real and just ignore it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You play RuneScape in 2030 and just don't talk to anyone. I'm never giving my kids the internet. You never buy a GF either. 
George Hap says, I find that a bunch of pixels with some natural language training are a better option than conversating with real women, both hilariously and sad. I know a lot of conservatives see this as a preserve of self-indulgence, but I personally don't mind it if women have some competition encouraging them to be better people. Yeah, but you just don't like women. Like anytime that a, a woman segment comes up, this dude whines. Okay. But I mean, he's not wrong, which is that uh, women are bad at such things. Yeah, in my experience, so I think that's kind of broad. I don't know. It's it's like when you talk to women about anything historical, and you just, you realize like none of them took GCSE history, even slightly seriously. They have no idea that when World War One was. They, they don't know why World War Two started. What women are you talking to? I don't know, man. You, you got to <laughs> genuinely. I think this women. might just be like a total nah, disconnect. Man, you, you got poor women, and, and you are not going to be impressed with uh, their historical knowledge. The lack oh, of 4 experience. Anyway, so oh, Robert dear. Longshaw says, Hi, I'm here to give you relationship advice, even though my porn actress career has ruined my brain chemistry. Yeah. Many such cases. Yep. So I always just found that funny about transsexual pornography. Like that example there. Or what? Well, because it was Angela Out White context. with some transsexual <laughs> in which uh, that person is like, oh, uh, I, I did a girl on girl scene. And then Angela over there is just like, yes, your dick was great. So how do those people actually live with themselves? Because it's just so Alan, stupid. why do you remember the name of this person? Because it was in the article. So I just, I can't get over the idea that she's actually sat there being like, man, I, I am engaging in lesbian porn. Like, there's no way that person actually thinks that. Moving on. <laughs> um, I'll do a couple from mine before we get hit with this mysterious bell. Ram Shakalotta. Um, oh, that's quite a nice one, actually. Thank you, Connor, for your sympathy for the women finding out the truth too late. It's not as easy as asking yourself about short-term fun against long-term rewards. This person went to a grammar school where they weren't taught home economics because girls attending this school won't need that. She said she was groomed from a very young age to pursue a career and leave family life for women who couldn't become solicitors and doctors. Eyes were open during the pandemic, and she found a wonderful man in large part thanks to Lotus Eaters. See? This is good. Right. We're spreading positivity. This is a lifetime of the message that we have to deconstruct women, and kindness will bring more results than sneering memes. This is genuinely the approach I want to take. Like I've, yeah. I've had like letters and emails from viewers that have said this at length, and so poking fun is all well and good, but we do actually need to show there is a problem, and we need to yeah we need to yeah you can't you can't just entrench the resentment. You know, no, it might absolutely. it might be it might be easier to be right about all women being awful, but then okay, you're right, and then you're bitter, alone, and dead. Yeah, exactly. Right. Athelstan, ironic that the anti-capitalist youth has sacrificed the gift of children to climb the corporate ladder and pursue consumerism. I mean, this is why so many ESG-funded companies were paying women to fly out of state to go get abortions to go right back to your desk. Yeah. New form of child sacrifice. Uh, Dink. Uh, this is from Nick Taylor. Dink is perpetual arrested development. The huge change in responsibility comes. For children is an amazing opportunity for growth and the ultimate rite of passage. Married 17 years, three times a week is rookie numbers. Right, no need to brag, mate. Blind. <laughs> this is uh, not that bit, but this is the way that, that Cole always talks about it. He's like, he says the the pause before your baby takes the first cry is always the most terrifying and also the most meaningful moment of your life. Mm. So you know, to be able to talk about it in that way, that's that's awesome. Clearly, more important than going to Florida whenever you want or whatever. It's true. Or you could take the kids to Disneyland, or don't because they're really subversive, I suppose. True. Um, Kevin Fox, I used to work every Christmas in the army, so the pads married men could have Christmas off to be with their wives and kids. I then get New Year's off. That was the plan. Quite often ended up working both. Yeah, New Year's is the singles holiday. So I don't know what this woman is. Well, she's married, but no kids. Anyway, she could have adopted. I don't... Whatever. <laughs> Point being, um, Robert Longshaw, we're dinks. We're genetic dead ends and our ancestors hate us. We're dinks. We expect other people's children to care for us in our old age. Yeah. Well, not just other people's children. Um, random African migrants around the world who admit one in three to abusing their patients, according to the WHO. That's the thing. Like none of these people in any of these videos know anything. Yep. Right? We're not dealing with people who actually think. 
we're, we're dealing with people who exist. Mm. Creatures that follow incentives. And this is my point. We need to set healthier incentives. Otherwise, they're just going to be... Well, that's, it's just the thing of like hating them for not understanding. It's like, it's like saying a child doesn't understand you. Of course they don't. They're a child. Yeah. Like, Omar Awad, how do you take two lonely, lonely singletons and manage to sound even more pathetic when you put them together? Dink sounds like sink squared. That's accurate. <laughs> then again, anything multiplied by zero, no kids, is still zero. Even the thruple streams cope. Yes. Yep. Although th this is the reason for pride parades. They want to make it as loud and in your face as possible because it turns out that what two consenting, or three in this case, or five in a horse, do behind closed doors doesn't affect you. Well, it affects them, and it affects how they interact with you, because their door, their bedroom door is not a magic portal they step through, then they forget everything they do. So in order to feel better about themselves, they need to make you accept them. So all of culture becomes about accepting them. It's true. Inadvertently. You look quizzical. No, I just don't understand thruples. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, greed. That's about it. I mean, I just think Does it, Islam promotes thruples, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not, no, it's not a thruple. Is it always, it's it is, marriage. It's just polygamy. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But it's, it, I don't know. Is it, is it thruples? It's a harem, isn't it? No, it's right. marriage. You just get multiple wives if you want. But the, the caveat being, can you actually deal with them? And if you can't, then you shouldn't do it. That's the advice. Mm. But then by dealing with them, it's often resorting to domestic violence. It depends. I mean, the the funny thing I found out about the oil-rich countries is that what really happens there is that, yes, there are men who will have four wives. The only men who actually do that, like statistically speaking, are the really rich ones. Mm. And it is a culture in which you literally, they, they sit and think, okay, I want someone to do the dishes. I want someone to fuck. And that's it. That's how they pick them. And then because they're rich, they just, that's their life. Like there's one girl that keeps the house clean and then there's one he has sex with. And it's just like, okay. Great, horribly transactional. Indeed. But they're really rich guys, and that's, that's the way the world works. Like, you look at Andrew Tate or whatever, where he's mm -hmm. doing that stuff, and it's just like, okay, well, the version of him in the Islamic world is a guy who actually has to marry those women. Yeah. And just have to take care of them. Can't worship two gods. Mm. Well, the women Materials. are happy about it as well. That's, that's the weird thing. Because it's... It, this is the thing I love about traveling, is you really do get into the minds of people who you think, like, this must be awful. And they're like, no, I love it. It's just yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Um, like you're not going to influence that or change it. So you just no. have to come to terms with that. So that's them. This is us. Yeah. I just don't want it imported here via TikTok. Well, I'm not saying you should. Yeah, no, I know. You, I know <laughs> you're not saying it. But when Andrew Tate's saying, well, to be fair, you can have liberalism or Islam, yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want you at all. Yeah, I don't want I'd rather you were rotting in a Romanian jail. But that's the, the oil-rich countries. I, I don't really know how it works in like a, an average place. Like not Afghanistan, not like Qatar. Is there a middling? It, it, no, there isn't. There isn't a middling Islamic country in the world. There is literally just like poverty, revolution, insecurity, or everyone's rich. Yeah. yeah. There's not a single individual, is there? Yeah, there's Even no Turkey's class. now moving towards the poverty asshole. Yeah. Because mass inflation and alcohol taxes and all that. I don't know enough about it. Okay. I'm going to check how many of them are getting multiple marriages. Right. Anyway, carry on. what we do. Um, Henry, Callum's bang on about making dinks pay for their stupidity. I've argued for a while that things like national insurance contributions should be tripled or more for childless people over a certain age and deduct it or even remove the state pension from them. NHS and pension schemes are unfortunately pyramid schemes where we need the next generation to fund the current one. So given this lot are going to be an insufferable drain on civilization in the future, we should make them pay to cover the costs of freedom. Added bonus, it helps avoid the need to import the third world to pay the difference. I mean, if you jettison the system, you get rid of all of those incentives and instead you make it so that it's on you to work and save 
for your retirement. And then you need enough kids around you to care for that rather than just relying on the state in the first place and creating the demographic pyramid and needing every African to come over and take care of you. I mean, that would be the better idea. But if we're working in the system of compromises, yeah, tax the dinks, why not? Yeah, like if you were a populist party coming to government, these are the pillars you can actually lay down to change the country. I mean, Miriam Cates has suggested basically the family tax credit and all that, and then the Tory party decide to persecute her for absolutely no reason. Maybe because she's making them look bad. Uh, sadly, polygamy is illegal in Kosovo, so... Sadly. <laughs> very, very big a shame. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> there we go. Um, just one more, and then uh, Francis Taylor. I heard about dinks 10 years ago, but among gay people, it's definitely weird to hear straight couples pushing the dink lifestyle. Well, did you know Grinder was made before Tinder? You'd think it was the other way around because oh, Grindr sounds like it's that. derivative of Tinder because Tinder's an actual thing, like to spark up a... But... No demand. High demand for Grindr in the early days. Well, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because was, this was the thing you covered on your lads' hour. It's like, it was a hookup app. And then now, like, gay hookup norms have been applied to all of straight dating. The straights have become gay. <laughs> and Many Stark such here, cases. Yeah, like... Anyway. And for me, uh, we have... This is... Captain Charlie the Beagle says, regarding the Catholic confusion, I've seen a few videos of some Orthodox priests claiming that the largest amount of people they uh, accept uh, to be converts are Catholics. That's no surprise. Uh, they see what the Vatican is doing and understand the faithful, um, the faithful want is an adherence to dogma and tradition. Uh, the leftists are slowly eroding everything. It means, it means to be a Catholic, uh, all in the name of inclusion. Not sure if this is wishful think or possible reality. Do you know what orthodox for Catholics is probably the best way? Well, this is why you've got the sort of Juven Tutum and underground Latin mass societies and things like that. And it's very interesting, actually, the fertility rate for Latin mass couples versus traditional mass going, not traditional, sorry, traditional Latin mass going couples versus Novus Ordo post Vatican II couples is massive. It's like two children. Mm -hmm. right? So the, the Latin mass going Catholics are going to be inheriting the earth in like a hundred years. Mm -hmm. um, Paul uh, Newborough, I can't, I can't quite say that, sorry. Um, <laughs> Pope Francis is a Marxist um, and acolyte of Paolo Freire, Freire. Freire. Um, just like Soros and Schwab, the whole upper echelon of the Vatican and then something's been censored. Okay. Um, the shadow band, uh, there's still orthodoxy Christianity for now. Uh, Robert Longshaw, um, transgenderism will go the way of Jacks, yo-yos, pogs, uh, Tamagotchis, the beanie babies. Nope. Sure, some weirdos will remain that think that they are the coolest thing ever, but they are the weirdos and will get laughed at soon enough. Nope. They are only weirdos because it's currently so obvious that they are not the sex they purport to be, but when extra gestational surrogacy or 3D printed meat appendages become an option, then transgenderism is going to look normal, quote unquote, compared to the dialectic of, well, I'm going to print myself a tail. Mm, I don't know. You're going to get proper cyberpunk. It's never really going to work. These things never really do. So. It doesn't mean it's going to be true, but it does mean it's going to be more common. Sex will become cosmetic. We've no, already got it, it with it won't, it won't be convincing. Like I'm 100% I'm sure that no matter how much technology advances, this won't really work out. And... That gives me strength. I don't know, man. If you've already got like Leo saying that his standard of whether or not he'd sleep with a tranny is if they're if they're convincing or not, the dialectic has already been moved in that direction. Yeah, but this again, this is what I mean. Like it's it's a fad that happens in the West, and it's just like okay, so you, you go to the East, and this just doesn't exist. It's like okay, yeah, because they haven't adopted the technology. No, they've got the technology. 
They, they just don't engage in this culture at all. It's, it's a real big divide. Sure, but we, we also don't have their cultural bulwark. Like, unless, unless we rectify something akin to Christianity, which at the moment is being captured by it, what's the excuse? What, what, what individual reason do people have to not adopt this tech? I, I, get, I don't know. It's, it's just when people say stuff like, um, you know, they've got Christianity like Poland or something. I mean, that used to be true. Poland is now a majority non-going to church country. Mm-hmm. And when you deal with Russia, like, they had a century of atheism. Yeah, their, their Christianity is is really strange mm. there, but it's it's not like what we think it is. Talks about revival all the time in here, and that it you know it goes through peaks and troughs. Um, so I think throughout history, you know, we saw it especially in England during the Victorian era. Uh, lots lots of things. I think it just goes in in waveforms, but like climate change. <laughs> but I, I think I think what would require preventing transgenderism from catching on or at least the tech not being acceptable or legislated away is a, something akin to a christian revival and i don't see that happening on mass in government well that's my point. not in government uh, in no. russia i mean you you have people who are listed as christian they're orthodox of course listed but the, what people imagine that is is not what it really is and so this this theory that like oh as long as we stay christian we won't be infected with this stuff and it's like now the re- the West is a, in a really weird, unique circumstance. This has happened. I don't think mm. it's down to just Christianity or something else. And so that's why I think it's really just it's very unique, and it's also something that will come and go eventually. I just don't know how long. That's my view. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's going to go quite as fast as the as the comments suggests. Mm. Um, uh, Henry Ashman says, "I think it's time for the Catholics to invoke the quote current day media fandom rules and just declare the Pope fan fiction and decanonize anything and everything he says until a new Pope is brought in." That's pretty much what's happening. This is the Latin Mass going Catholics who are going. Uh, sorry, Vatican II. What was that? Then I make um, Le France. Le French uh, husbandu um, says, "You got to do the accent." The French husbandu. No, no, no. The the anime accent on husbandu. Husbandu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, I love how I'm not doing that. Callum's yet. referring to the Japanese as the anime accent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you. The <laughs> Japanese don't that. talk like that when we're we're dealing with stuff like this. <laughs> uh, the Pope was put into place following pressure from the U.S., who blocked Vatican funds until Benoit was gone. Um, the funds were immediately released. Um, yeah, I said that wrong. Sorry. No, no, you, no. He's he's written it wrong. That's why. All right. Uh, the funds were immediately released once Francis came in. He's yet another political pope. Only this time, he serves the interests of the U.S. Another thing of interest Francis did recently was visiting Marseille, uh, France, to show support to migrants and declaring, "I came to Marseille, but not to France." Um, this is in line with the good old will of the US of erasing European nations and creating a United States of Europe as a vassal to the USA. Um, seeing similar behavior as well with King Charles, or, uh, well, we saw it throughout his prince reign, but um, it's into overdrive now with King Charles. And that's why I can't support that. No, defender of the faith. I can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, unbelievable. People, people got their backs up because on the week that he was coronated. I did a segment just documenting his ties to the WEF and things like that. And people were going, oh, you're being incredibly disrespectful. He's just been, we don't know he's going to act like that. Um, when someone's acted like that their entire lives, I think we've got a good track record of where his political allegiances really lie. Mm. I'm just imagining if you were playing um, EU4 and then you become defender of the faiths and just engage in every war against Islam or Christianity. Play what? Sorry? I'm, I'm not. 
Europa Universalis. Yeah. So it's a okay. game that's set in the medieval time. Right. So being defender of the faith officially is that if any Christian country is attacked, you will defend them. So mm. I don't know, Poland gets attacked by the Ottomans. So you have to go defend them as England. But then the idea that you would have that for multiple faiths. Like, yeah, like... The that's what that means. Grandfather you of the world. Yeah, if the Ottomans go to war against the Polish and your defender of both Islam and Christianity... Just split. Just civil war immediately. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're doing the it's always sunny thing of I play both sides so I always come out on top. <laughs> but the first one, I, I, like, yeah. word-wise, defending the faith means defending the faith. Yeah. So if you were defending the faith... Yeah, I know. What do you mean? Hinduism, Christianity, same thing. But, Scientology? But what does that actually mean in practice? Because the practice is you literally go and defend the Polish against the Ottomans. But if you want to defend both sides, I mean, you split your army in half and just send half to the Ottomans and be like, all right, see you later. Well, when, when the caliphate rises up in the UK, as Bush Shrake keeps telling me, I'm sure that Prince Charles will just defect. Yeah. 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 King, rather. And last two, uh, Theodore Pinnock says, to be fair to Francis, the document does explicitly say you can't bless same-sex unions as unions or give the appearance of validating same-sex marriages. You're yep. still blessing them while they're in it. But he, but yeah, this is this is the problem. But you, you know, want to bless Bosch and his horse? You still going to regular marriages are? Are you, are you still blessing? <laughs> Don't talk about his girlfriend that way. <laughs> You're still blessing unrepentant sinners. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the that's the reality. But you can give sinful individuals in these situations blessings like you would give any sinner a blessing. Uh, well, no, it, it wouldn't. Confession and repentance would be the prerequisite to receiving some yes. blessings. So if they haven't, then yeah, it breaks all the rules. It does. Um, so. The problem is not. The problem is that no matter how orthodox the document technically is, you will, you will now get priests suffering hell on earth uh, for refusing to bless uh, same-sex marriages while people wave this in their face claiming the Pope has approved it. He has approved it, though. He's tacitly approved it. This is the confusion, and it's making people just, uh, just using it as a political tool when it's not a political tool, and then other people getting confused, well, what is a whatnot, and what is a... Oh, I'm confused and, you know, bloody segment. <laughs> yeah, last, the last one then. Um, yeah. Sorry. Say state. No, don't apologize, mate. I'm with Callum. Apparently women never think about the Roman Empire. I mean... Yeah. Are, we're different species. That's all I'm getting at. I mean, we, we're... Sorry, we're definitely different species. We're very different, but it depends on the type of girls you're talking to. So... No, it really doesn't. The D-Nets are not thinking about the Roman Empire, but they're like terminally online autistic girls. Well, that's my point. It's, it's the average one. We're not talking about substracts. We're, we're talking about women in general. But the Zoomers are a bifurcated generation. Some are the children of the algorithm that followed like the NPC TikTok trends, or they're just Instagram thoughts, and some of them are the terminally online types. I don't know. I'm, terminally online types. We'll talk about. That. I'm just comparing average versus average, and um, the the man thinks about the Roman Empire more. Is my point. But we'll, we'll pop back. So we got five minutes of maybe time in which this alarm may go off. Yeah, so. noise warning for for. All of our audio viewers. Yeah, if you have headphones, um, run away. So, Base Ape says, you'd be surprised, but the data released from Replica actually shows that it's mainly women who use it to have fictional social relationships. Wouldn't surprise me. A lot of women actually falling in love with the fictional characters. Turns out that lonely men find their artificial girlfriends mainly on the hub. Yeah, that was one of the... I, I couldn't really say it because I wasn't really sure, but it makes sense, right? Where it's like, if men are going to replace women with something, like there's this... Uh, you know, you'd replace it with Pornhub because that's the, the instinctual need aspect there. Whereas if women are going to replace men with something, like, like one of you is going to replace the other with a chatbot and it's not the men. Yeah, they're going to seek out the validation engine, particularly because most women's erotica is more literary uh, than it is explicit and visual. But what men are going to replace it with isn't just like porn streaming sites. It's going to be 
totally customized pornography. So you're going to get deep fakes first, which is really creepy because you're conscripting unknowing people into your fantasies, which is just gross and rapey. But then that's going to transition into like fully customizable novel experiences, just like you can generate a film from a prompt. Like people will just endlessly be generating brand new porn films on, with prompts. That's horrible. What a time to be alive. Uh, Henry Ash wasn't. says, uh, can confirm the stupid 500 a pound month Tinder tier exists. They invited me to upgrade it. Uh, a Wait, few upgrade? <laughs> Naturally, I declined as it's legitimately more than my mortgage payments. <laughs> but I, it was enlightening. That's so funny. Sorry. And to see they're considered a profile of quality. I've amounted to five interests, four pictures, a bio of at least 15 character, relationship goal set as uh, female, and be photo verified. That's enough to be considered a profile of quality. I thought he was just plugging his profile for people to swipe on for a minute there. No, but you are, if you are a single lady, uh, Henry Ashman in your area is is looking for women. I just want to make the just the general point of like if dating apps were really set up for their explicit purpose of getting you off the app, one, the business model wouldn't work because they'd lose two customers at a time, and two, they wouldn't sell you six month long subscription plans. But what if if you have that's the thing about Tinder that isn't a dating app. That's a fuckboy app. Yeah, but you do know Tinder and Hinge are owned by the same company, so I don't know it doesn't Hinge. matter. So Hinge is the one that's meant to be the more serious one that has the written prompts and you're meant to select for interest in that. Mm. So there it is. There we go. We're going to burn down, so we'll never find out what Hinge is, but bye-bye.